for many of these episodes, we've been focusing on some pretty epic stories. So like stories of heroism or overcoming major life obstacles or making huge changes in lifestyle. But I want to make sure that we also acknowledge the small and simple acts of kindness that we see around us every day. The acts of kindness that may seem so minuscule to the person responsible, but turn out to have lasting impacts, whether that person knows it or not. And I'm convinced that each person listening to this not only has been the recipient of such kindness, but the giver as well. And so today's episode isn't about some grand gesture. It's not a life-changing epic act or event, but a small and simple moment that simply touched hearts in a big way. I'm Jolie Hales, and this is Podsitivity. service apps were already starting to take off before the COVID-19 pandemic hit the globe. But once everyone went on lockdown in early 2020, their popularity skyrocketed, with some company revenues doubling. Suddenly, apps like Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats, and Postmates started dominating the Western world because ordering food in had started to feel like more of a safety measure than just a nice-to-have. Staying home and having someone else bring you your food meant not having to risk walking around in a contagious public, potentially exposed to a virus we didn't yet understand. Many people even considered delivery service drivers to be heroic, braving the viral elements to help the rest of us feel safe. And then, once lockdowns were lifted and venturing into public began to feel safer, we were already hooked on the convenience and time saved by using food delivery apps, so we just kept using them. I myself had tried food delivery apps a few times on business trips before the pandemic, but very rarely on my own time, or dime, I guess you could say, even during the pandemic, because let's face it, I'm a bit of a cheapskate who doesn't like to pay the additional fees out of my own pocket. But then the awesome tech company that I work for started offering employees a quarterly stipend for meal delivery services and other things as sort of a perk for working there. And I soon found myself ordering from food delivery apps once again. Quite frequently, actually. In fact, by the time this last Christmas came around, I still had a hefty prepaid balance left to spend on one of these food apps. And on Christmas morning, my husband and I were visiting Utah and opening presents with my sister, my brother, and my mom, along with their kids and significant others, in a small Airbnb we had snagged at the last minute. The morning had been filled with Christmas cheer, but nobody had thought to plan out what we would all eat for breakfast. And by the time 10 a.m. rolled around, the 13 of us were starving. So I had a brilliant idea. I would be happy to use some of my food app balance to order in breakfast from a fast food restaurant that was actually open that holiday. So my wonderful husband, who traditionally did the food ordering for me while I continued, you know, working from home on normal business days, opened up the food delivery app and ordered us $120 worth of McDonald's breakfast. I could already taste the hash browns. But only one second after ordering, my husband's face turned white and a word dropped out of his mouth that he doesn't normally say, and I knew immediately what must have happened. 
he had accidentally sent the food to our house in California. But we were not in California. We were in Utah. Immediately, he tried to reroute the order or cancel it so he could reorder to the correct location two states away, but to no avail. While some food delivery service apps have a small window of time that allows for cancellation or modification without penalty, this particular app, which shall not be named despite the temptation to tell you all what it is, did not allow cancellations with reimbursements. You could theoretically cancel, yes, but your money was gone. Perhaps not as big a deal for a $20 order, but this was a $120 order, and losing that money on Christmas of all days was like plastic dinner forks stabbing my cheap skated heart. Within less than a minute, my husband was on the phone with a service representative from the company, but they told him that there was nothing that could be done. Once the order was sent to the restaurant, they said, which happened at the immediate moment you hit the order button, that was that. At best, you could cancel and not get your money back, which didn't sound like much of a best on a $120 order to me. So for an hour, while the rest of us continued to exchange gifts in the family room, my husband stood in the nearby kitchen pleading with every customer service app person he could get on the phone, with all of us feeling sorry for the guy. It was a Christmas to remember. <laughs> Eventually, he rejoined the family and he forgave himself for the easy mistake. And we reordered breakfast to the correct location, offering yet more money to the same app, albeit somewhat bitterly. But I mean, honestly, at that point, it didn't make sense to ruin the day thinking about the money that was lost. It was well past noon when we were finally able to eat. But hey, a couple hundred years ago, we would have had to wake up before dawn and, I don't know, slaughter a cow or something to be able to eat. So it really wasn't worth complaining about this kind of a problem. Plus, sometimes mistakes just cost money. I mean, ask my neighbor a few years back who drove his car into a tree one day. Obviously, this is not the heartwarming act of kindness I mean to focus on for this episode, but it leads into it. And by the way, after hours more talking on the phone to customer service representatives from that app over a month's time, they did eventually reimburse us the $120, probably just to get us off their back. So all is well. And to add to the fun, this actually wasn't the first time this had happened to us or the first time that we had done this to ourselves, I should say. One time, we accidentally ordered food to a friend's house a couple miles away, and my husband had to drive over there and pick it up, only to discover after accessing the apartment security camera footage that that particular driver had set the food down on our friend's porch, took a picture of it as proof that it was there, and then promptly picked it up and took it with her back to her car. She literally stole our food. It was aggravating, but also kind of hilarious. <laughs> and uh, we were reimbursed for that order. On another occasion, and this was after Christmas, we accidentally sent our dinner to my brother's house in Texas. Imagine their surprise when Chick-fil-A food just showed up at their house one night. But that kind of worked out fine because they hadn't eaten yet, and we were happy to surprise them with dinner, be it accidental. On that occasion, we just reordered the same meal and ate the cost along with the food. Needless to say, we'll probably change food delivery services to one that allows quick cancellations once our current balance runs out. And believe it or not, we are apparently not the only ones who have made the mistake of sending a food delivery order to the wrong location. 
But not everyone who makes such a mistake handles it the same way. My name is Shahi Davis, and I'm 29 years old. And Shahi, or Shah for short, lives in Maryland and works as a truck driver for TMC Transportation. And when he isn't working or ordering from food delivery apps... I like playing video games like Elder Ring and going out to bars and hanging out with my friends or just chilling with the kids, going like Sky Zone and whatnot. <laughs> Sky Zone is the local trampoline park or a giant warehouse with back-to-back trampolines as far as the eye can see. And friends look at Shaw as... Someone they can, really, they can talk to and understand them and give them good advice and somebody that can like count on and when something's really going on. He found that if someone tells him a story or about circumstances in their lives and they seek his opinion, he prefers to give it honestly. I won't be biased and tell him like something they want to hear. I'd rather tell them the truth, regardless if it hurts them or not. Because ultimately, a little pain from carrying honesty now can help prevent a whole lot more pain later if you aren't honest up front. It's like built on honesty. So I don't want to be like around like fake kind of people because I know how it is to be around people that just don't really care about you and whatnot. Like I, I seen it growing up. So I want to be that person like you can count on me when something's going on. Shaw's childhood wasn't an easy one. He was raised by a single mom who saw a lot of different boyfriends come and go. Some who were not kind nor examples of goodness. So with the difficult men who came and went along with other people in his life, Shaw saw a lot of making and breaking promises, betrayed trust, and pain. I really never had somebody in my life that I could really confine to and talk to about everything. Like, I never had that example. So I want to be that example to somebody, like, around me or to my kids. And today, as the father of three kids himself, he does all he can to give them a better childhood than he had. I want my kids to have a positive life. I don't want them to experience the same thing I went through. And if you look at the kind of stuff Shaw posts on Facebook, you can tell that he really believes in goodness, often making comments about how to show love for other people or mentioning what he's grateful for or posting disdain for bullying behavior. One recent post lists out eight motivational phrases to think about throughout a day, specifically believe in yourself, never give up, stay strong, be grateful, work hard, stay humble, be kind, and keep smiling. And I love this whole list, but I love it even more knowing that it was posted by someone who wasn't given childhood role models to teach this to him. Rather, he learned it himself through blood, sweat, and tears. And there's special power in that. Anyway, it was Sunday, February 27th of this year, 2022. A sunny but chilly day in Maryland, and Shaw was hungry. He had skipped breakfast that morning and he was craving some Chipotle. So I got on my app, started doing the normal thing, you know, pick what you want, whatever. Chipotle Mexican Grill, a Mexican-American fast food restaurant with locations all over the United States and beyond, had an app that allowed customers to order food delivery through a partnership with DoorDash. And on that day, that sounded great to Shaw. So he picked out a couple things to ease his cravings. One of the new plant-based chorizo burrito bowls, along with a plant-based taco, and he hit confirm. Shaw lived in an apartment complex in Maryland that tended to confuse delivery drivers. So he typically had to communicate directly with delivery drivers through apps to make sure his deliveries ended up in the right place. People get confused about apartment complex of which building to go to. So I was like, let me see how far he is. So I'd be outside waiting for him. And I look his location. About 10 or 15 minutes after making the order, 
He pulled up the driver's GPS map on his phone, and he realized something. The driver wasn't anywhere close. In fact, he was literally a thousand miles away, in the state of Iowa. It was then that Shaw realized that the last time he had used the Chipotle app, he had been in the state of Iowa for work, not in the state of Maryland. And since food delivery apps tend to default to the customer's last delivery address, unless you manually change it beforehand, it meant his plant-based deliciousness was being prepared and delivered in Iowa. I forgot to change my address. And they said, once the order is placed, it's too late to change it. When Shaw realized what had happened, he was frustrated. He had really been looking forward to that burrito bowl and taco, and delivery apps weren't exactly cheap. But in the rush to satisfy his lunch craving, he had overlooked the delivery address. Something that, let's just say, my husband and I understand. Just then, the delivery guy texted him through the app. I'm here with your order, the phone showed. Sure enough, Shaw could see on the GPS map that the driver was in the lobby of the Iowa hotel he had stayed in not too long ago, probably patiently waiting for his customer to greet him, which wasn't cool. Shaw didn't really have a lot of options, though, at this point, aside from canceling the order and then trying to convince customer service to give him a refund, something that might be denied or at best take some time. But then again, maybe there was another option. While initially irritated, Shaw felt like there was no use dwelling on the irritation. I mean, he might as well make the most of the situation. So he responded back to the driver. Take it with you, bro, and enjoy the lunch. I forgot to change my address, and I'm currently in Maryland. I'm not going to waste that person's time. I read him just have it, and I just figured something else out. Because at the end of the day, it's my fault, so I should be held accountable to it, not him. Even if he could get a refund, he didn't feel right about it at this point, especially picturing this delivery driver who was just trying to earn an honest wage, standing in a hotel lobby with a bag of food and no one there to greet him. I told him just keep it. There's nothing I can really do with it. Lunch is on me. Like, just enjoy your day because you went out your way just to take my food way over there. And it's like, I'm wasting your gas and time. That's how I took it. I took time out of his day just to do something for me that he can't even do. The driver responded via text. Um, dot, dot, dot. Thanks. During the whole process where he messaged me back, I was honestly upset because I was like, dang, man, I got to order another order of Chipotle just so they can fix it. But it was $20. Like, it is what it is. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. And it seemed like that would be the end of it. So Shaw started to think about other lunch options and move on with his day. But a few moments later, Shaw was surprised to see another message from the driver. It read, I want to thank you again. It's my brother's birthday today and he is laid to rest not far from where you had me take this delivery. I'm having lunch with him today because of you. You have no idea what this means to me. I truly appreciate it. Shaw looked down at his phone and suddenly any bit of leftover irritation he felt just melted away. It was hard touching because honestly, that's like a strong coincidence. I didn't expect that at all. Like I kind of felt good that it happened like that at that point. So it's crazy how power is. Like life can set up certain things that you don't even know what's going on in the background till it happens. And in a way, Shaw felt like maybe he was meant to make the mistake because he couldn't shake the image in his mind of a fellow human being a thousand miles away visiting his brother's gravesite and having lunch on him. 
That was something he was more than happy to pay 20 bucks for. It really felt good that I really helped him out during that day. Like, he got to spend time with his brother, Kakat. Losing a sibling, I know it has to be hard on him. I don't know how, how that feels, because I never lost none of my siblings, but I know it has to be tough, because that's probably somebody he really grew up with, somebody he can really trust and talk to about all his problems, you know? So I'm glad that happened that way, that he could spend time with his brother, even though it's kind of short, but still, it's all about that little bit of time. That's all that matters. Shaw tried to text the driver back that he was happy he was able to spend time with his brother, but at that point, the order had been marked complete, ending use of the driver's temporary phone number and preventing Shaw from getting any other responses. So he never learned anything more about the driver, who he was, what his story was, what had happened to his brother, nothing. All he knew is there was someone out there he had been able to help in a very small and simple way. It just makes you think about like, dang, this like the smallest things, like small acts of kindness has the most biggest impacts on people's hearts. So it's like, I have to really like take back and enjoy the moment. And with an instantly lighter mood, he thought, why should I keep this story to myself? This was something others in his social circle would probably appreciate and maybe it would even help lighten their spirits a bit. So he screen captured the text conversation with the delivery driver and he uploaded it to his Facebook page. Because this is like stuff like this never happens. Kindness happens, yes, but often the giver doesn't ever find out how they might have affected someone. Somebody saying something like that, like a heartfelt message like that to a total stranger, like just opening up and telling me about all this. Because he he had to tell me none of these things that was going on in his life, but he did. And it really it changed my mood. I want everybody to just, I want to show everybody what happened because it proves the point, like, everybody just needs to just show just a little bit of compassion and kindness because you never know what the next person is dealing with or how how they're feeling. So it's like this one little thing can change any person's mood and bring some up and make them push through the day because, you know, everybody deals with hardship in life and whatnot. But these little things that spark the goodness in people's heart, it'll make them go through the day and help them keep pushing. You know, and when he posted the screenshotted conversation on Facebook, his friends immediately reacted. This is telling me how incredible it was, and that they was proud of me saying stuff like that. It even made a lot of them feel like the distance between heaven and earth wasn't so far. People was just agreeing to me and say, "Oh, it was God's plan for that to happen, and there's no such thing as a coincidence for something like that to happen." It's true because nobody who could expect something like this. By the time Shaw went to sleep that night. His Facebook post had 100 likes and around 40 comments. It was clear that this simple story had struck a chord with Shaw's social circle. And I woke up the next day, Monday morning. It was like 7,000 likes and like two, 300 comments. Like, no, it's probably more than that, but it's like, it just kept on blowing up. Like I was getting like a comment, like and share. Everybody telling me like their experience about like why, how that post reacted to them. And it's like, that's like, that's crazy. Like I did not expect this, like people, like all over the world, Africa, like UK, like in Russia, there's people telling me all about their experience, about what, how this post impact them. It was like, it was wild. Like, I didn't know how to take it at first. It's, oof. <laughs> but I'm glad, like, people, like, they felt the, the kindness I was trying to show to this person. So I was kind of happy about that. And it didn't stop there. As of this recording a couple weeks later, Shaw's original Facebook post has 192,000 likes, 4,500 comments, and more than 150,000 shares. All because someone gifted an accidental food order to the delivery driver, 
and the delivery driver took a moment to offer his personal thanks. And the comments are pretty amazing to read. Someone named Kelly wrote, Everything happens for a reason. Elaine wrote, We are God's answers to prayers. Jen wrote, This is such a wonderful thing you did and such an example that even the simplest acts of kindness have a great impact. Thank you so much. Cassie wrote, It's the little things that really touch people. Andy wrote, We need to see more of this. This was awesome. Carly wrote, You are a wonderful human. You restored a little bit of my faith in humanity. And Leanne wrote, Signs? Synchronicity? Relatives looking down? I don't know what to call this, but it's something. And the comments go on and on, with many of the same themes about small acts of kindness, divine inspiration, and how this story was meant to be. I promise you, it was not my goal to try and share this and try and get some quick theme or clout, what people call it. I was just trying to tell people like, yo, this really happened to me. Like this person, a random stranger told me this. Reporters from various publications have even reached out to Shaw and he did interviews with journalists, some of which were located overseas. All this stuff that's going on right now to me, like, it's just new to me. Chipotle even reached out to him and offered him five free codes for free food on them as a token of gratitude for his actions in a world where companies spend so much time fielding complaints or frustrations, and stories of goodness may be few and far between. And the more I spoke to Shaw, the more it became clear that this kind of small act wasn't outside of the box for him. In fact, at one point, his 10-year-old daughter walked in and let me know that just an hour beforehand... At the restaurant, he gave the waiter a big tip. Shaw had apparently gone to Chili's with a couple family members, and he left a $30 tip for the server, which was well over 15% of their bill. And as someone who used to date a Chili's server back in the day, I can honestly say that that's well enough to make a server's day. And remember, Shaw works for a trucking company. While he makes a respectable living, he's not Jeff Bezos, where $30 is just a drop in the bucket, which I think makes his act of kindness even more special. I'm far for sure I ain't no billionaire. I don't make the buku bucks or nothing like that, but it's like, you never know how what a waiter goes through. And my mom was a waitress as I was a child, so I know how it is when it comes to getting some poopy people in, in the chairs and whatnot. So I just want to help out a little bit. When I asked Shaw about why he has a kindness mindset, he said, I see a lot of like hate and negativity, especially like people I really know and care for. And I just want them to one day change and hopefully have more love in their heart and show more compassion to other people. Because being around people that's like, you, you, you let yourself become depressed, sad, and just just had none but hate in your heart, you end up turning to a negative person. You just become a bitter, evil, nasty person. And nobody wants to be around someone like that. And you become lonely and it just gets worse and worse. So I, I'm hoping like just people in my circle and I guess people that's around me that see what I do and kind of want to follow like a little bit like my example, because I want them to have more kindness and love in their heart and, and give express it to others. Because back then, like, even me, I, I had problems with my emotions. And I was always quick to get angry and whatnot. But it's like, it doesn't get you nowhere. It just makes you more alone and more beat up inside mentally. So you got to love yourself first just to show to others, like, hey, this is what love feels like. This little kindness looks like. And for Shaw, a resolution to be kind was something he took on somewhat recently. A conscious, purposeful decision when others may have curled up in their rooms and not come out. It started just like a couple years ago because it's like I was like in the bottom, at the bottom barrel. I felt like I was alone. 
like I feel like I had to do everything on my own. And it's like the only person you can really count on is yourself. And you gotta get yourself right. Like you gotta defeat all the negative in your mind or else it's gonna defeat you. And whatever you're trying to do, accomplish, it's gonna impact that. So if you control your emotions, not let no negativity defeat you. If you go to work already in a bad mood, most likely the whole day is just gonna be bad. But if you go to work in a, in a good mood and try to push it out like that and try to keep that mindset and not let nobody else disrupt it, most likely you're going to have a good day. That's the kind of system I'm trying to use right now. A mindset of kindness, he says. I also tried to get a hold of the driver in hopes of getting his side of the story. And I even reached out to the food delivery service that teams up with the Chipotle app, but to no avail. And, you know, perhaps it's better that way. Perhaps the small glimpse into the impact of a small act of kindness is enough proof we need in order to know that our little acts of kindness in this world may actually be having a greater impact than we ever realize. And if Shaw ever had a chance to meet the delivery driver, he said he would tell him. I appreciate you telling me what she said to me because it really impacted me and it really made me believe like, yeah, you should always show kindness to people, even if they're strangers that you don't know them, regardless of who they are. Always show kindness to them. Because in this story, the kindness went both ways. It was a small act of kindness to give the misordered lunch to the driver. But think of the vulnerability and the goodwill it took for the driver to respond as he did. And just hours later, their simple examples were reaching the world with thousands of people reciprocating the kindness with heartfelt comments and shares in social media. All because two strangers shared five sentences of kindness over a thousand miles. As simple as that. And that's the point of all of this. Epic, life-changing acts can certainly leave lasting impacts, but small and simple acts can impact lives too, sometimes in ways we never anticipate. So, When you're out there, buying a meal for someone down on their luck, taking the neighbor's garbage cans in for them, spotting a couple bucks to someone in line in front of you at the grocery store, smiling at the mailman, or whatever it is that you're doing, whether noticed or unnoticed, know this. You are bringing good into this world, and that good makes a difference, whether you know it or not. And in that way, your simple mindset of kindness is extraordinary. Because it'll go a long way. And plus, you got to think about the um, next generation. Like, you want everybody to just be mean and nasty forever. Like, it all starts from us trying to be nice to other people, you know? Special thanks to Shaw Davis for sharing his story with us and for being a beacon of goodness in this world. We wish him the best of success and reciprocated love over his lifetime. And if you know of someone who would benefit from hearing one of our episodes... Please don't hesitate to share this podcast with someone who might need it. Our whole purpose is to shine a spotlight on the great amount of good in the world that often goes unnoticed. And we can only do that with you. You can also leave us a review or support us on Patreon. In fact, speaking of kindness, I just had a birthday and a bunch of my family members surprised me with new Patreon subscriptions. So a special shout out to my in-laws, Connie and Steve, my sister, Christy, my brother, James, my dad, Brian, my mom, Tracy, my brother-in-law, Alex. I mean, I really am blessed with awesome family members. 
We also found out recently that we were named 15th on Feedspot's Best 20 Positive Thinking Podcasts, which we couldn't have done without you, our listeners. So thank you so much for remembering us when you're looking to listen to a podcast. And with that, always remember, you're worth more than you know. Oh,